Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Another episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 688 of my podcast, a hometown rambling right here in the Talk to Network. I'm one of the longest running single host of pop culture podcast in Ontario. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Russell Hale. A terrific show lineup for you today. And this is the first show of October, my favorite month of the year. Yes, I love October because not because the year's ending, because snow's coming, because it is Halloween time again. And it, I just love spooky stuff. Now, as you know, Ramblers, as always, I try to do a Halloween special every year. I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. I'm going to try. I just don't know how much material I'll have because I haven't getting sent a lot of spooky stuff <laughs> really lately. I don't know why, but that is what it is. But I will try to uh, do a Halloween special this year and include my favorite, ultimate favorite, you know, Halloween song, <laughs> spooky song ever as a, as a Halloween tradition here on the show. So, you know, we start things off with, with something, you know, a, a little spooky. And that is a good old fan, Scooby-Doo-Doo. Uh, and with the brand new DVD release of Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 on DVD, courtesy of the great folks. So what about this picture's home entertainment? So a little bit of Scooby-Doo team-up action for you. So that'll be something kind of spooky-ish <laughs> for this time of year. Then we go for all the Scooby-Doo to the world of elements for the uh, digital review of the latest release from Great folks at Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment is Elementals, where fire and water this time do mix. And then we go from there to a 4K Blu-ray review of Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match, featuring Johnny Cage, courtesy of one of the best pictures, Home Entertainment. And we're going to round things off with another legend on Blu-ray, and it is the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. You'll finally get to hear what I think of part two of the big Spider-Verse adventure. And I will answer the question, is Miles being selfish? Right here on this very program. That is it for me. I'm going to take a little musical interlude right up the first review of the show. My DVD review for this episode is Scooby-Dooby-Doo and Crypto 2. The unoriginal movie, courtesy of great folks at Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this DVD to review for the podcast. The opinions I express are my own. Now, this is another, you know, Scooby-Doo direct-to-video home video release. And I always, you know, like these this time of year. It's kind of cool how it just keeps going and going and going. And now, this time around, this is, uh, you know, kind of based on the team-up of, like, you know, the Scooby-Doo team-up kind of series which you've seen. Going back to the old Scooby-Doo movies way back then. And then Scooby-Doo Guess Who, which does play a part 
in this <laughs> release. In the main feature, uh, with Crypto, the Super Dog, uh, Scooby Doo is once again voiced by Frank Welkner, and uh, you know, he does Scooby Doo and Fred. He's doing this for a while now. And although I don't like Scooby Doo talking too much human, like instead of rocking my wrist, he talks more like this, with just a kind of a gruff to his voice, as opposed to just. Rah, 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 rah. So <laughs> that's that's. It's me. Uh, Greg Griffin returns as good old Daphne Blake. Uh, Matthew Lillard is, uh, once again, Shaggy. And Kate Matucci is Velma Dinkley. So you have a lot of, you know, these, all these actors that have done this before. They're kind of the, you know, the, the regulars, if you will. Now, it's interesting with, with crypto. We've seen a lot of versions of crypto over the last few years. We've seen the, you know, and I've talked about this on this very program. We've seen Crypto, the Super Dog Show, which I have reviewed on this program, where Crypto actually talked and his human could hear him through a translator. There's that version. And then there is, you know, the Crypto that was in the Dwayne uh, Crypto and the Super Pets. You know, said that version where, where he, you know, talked with the other animals and they had that kind of thing going on. In this version of Crypto, he's just a super dog. He does not talk. He has no voice of dialogue. And they keep it a little more realistic that way, although it's cartoons. How realistic can you be? The plot revolves, revolves around the, the Mr. Ink gang uh, head to Metropolis and discover that the Justice League has disappeared and only Crypto remains behind. And there's a mystery in the Hall of Justice because there's things there that are locked in a lot like ghosts. So this is kind of first time you have... Not the first time in a way, but one of the one of the few occasions where the, you know, the, the Mr. Ink gang kind of go into the world of superheroes. It's nothing new when we had, you know, back in the day, the superhero team ups, they teamed with Batman, uh, you know, before. And and there's been a few other, you know, team ups with, you know, the DC verse and the Scooby verse on multiple occasions. So that's kind of cool that, that they, they do that here. Now, if you're expecting a lot of appearance from the Justice League in this, uh, no. <laughs> they are really not. This is more the, the gang trying to solve where the Justice League has gone. You do get Lux Luthor in this, and you hear more from villains than you do from heroes. And it's, in a way, the, the gang is being chased by actual supervillains as opposed to people... As opposed to a guy in a mask. But then again, you know, you could say that some of the villains are guys in masks. And the voice cast for this, other than the usual ones, is pretty, you know, the usual Mystery Inc. characters, pretty good. You, you actually have um, Nolan North as the Joker, which is interesting. Uh, and then James Arnold Taylor as Jimmy Olsen. This is the proper Jimmy Olsen. This is good old red-haired Jimmy Olsen. In this day and age, I am surprised that even happened because these days, you know, it's just <laughs> and uh, Victoria Grace is mercy, but this is a different type of mercy than what we've seen before. And Charles Halford doing his best Clancy uh, Brown imitation does Lex Luthor. So you have, uh, you, know, it, you know, a weird little mystery here. It, it, it feels a lot like an extended episode of Scooby-Doo and guess who, although that theme song is way too short. So you have that. So they're trying to not only, um, you know, rescue the Justice League, which in itself just sounds weird, but also mystery of why they disappear. And when they when you find it out, you're like, oh, and and the way they set this up, it's almost like 
this is the super friends version of the justice league that gets kidnapped and and there's a lot of easter eggs in this if for fans of dc and in the justice league themselves a lot of easter eggs throughout all this if you watch it enough you'll catch a few of them some nods to super friends which is also oh cool you know the, please bring that on more so and uh, yeah so you have them <laughs> against super villains and it really is an odd mix Four extras, you do get three bonus tunes. I do appreciate when they do that. And that is three episodes of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who featuring superheroes, uh, featuring Wonder Woman, Batman, and The Flash. And the Batman one is actually voiced by the late, great Kevin Conroy. So that's cool. Mark Hamill is all over not only the main feature, but um, these, these the, the Guess Who episodes. So that's cool. And yeah, and even yeah, like a lot of these references, it's it's like like Justice League, uh, you know, the '90s show and Super Friends. It's all over the place, which is kind of cool. And the Wonder Woman one is is where they have to solve mystery, fighting a Minotaur, and Wonder Woman teaches them combat, which to me that's really dangerous. Uh, the the Batman one is funny because it, it's Batman constantly trying to not make them think that he's Bruce Wayne, which is odd. And then the Flash one is an odd episode because all the time, like Barry Allen is friends of Scooby and Shaggy because they can eat a lot and not gain weight. <laughs> and it's and it's a lot of the mystery, a lot of the episode is the Flash goes around solving the mysteries quicker than the gang can do them. And, and there's a lot of shout outs in that to past, uh, you know, um, Scooby-Doo villains from the old Scooby-Doo-Doo, where are you? Where it's like, what if the Flash was helping and he solved them like that? Like, okay, villain in the mask. <laughs> and so it's neat concept. That's it for extras. It is nice to have the bonus cartoons. It would have been nice to have like a featurette or some commentary or something. But, you know, these days you get what you get. It does look good. I mean, that scale is pretty good. It's a nice Scooby-Doo adventure, especially if you're an old, you know, like a Justice League fan. A lot of shout outs to them, even though they're not in it much. And there's a, there's a weird series of twists at the end of this main feature that are like, okay, some I saw coming. Some are like, okay, we'll just go with that. So it's, it's, it's a nice... Uh, collection and like you know a way to uh, different team up in Scooby Doo. We've seen him with Blue Falcon before, and now it's Crypto the Superdog. And it's not a bad presentation of Crypto. It's kind of nice to see Crypto that doesn't talk, that just just is a dog that happens to have Superman's powers. So there you go. That is my take of Scooby Doo Doo and Crypto Two on DVD. Courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. I see the crystal raindrops fall, and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through. To make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime, I want to spend some time with you. But just the two of us, but we can make it if we try. Just the two of us, baby, you and I. Just the two of us, we're building those castles way on high. 
just the two of us, you and I. There's no time for tears Wasted water is all that is And it won't make no flowers grow Good things might come for those who wait But not for those that wait too late But we gotta go for all we know, yeah Just the two of us We can make it, well, if we try Just the two of us You and I Just the two of us We'll sit in those castles when we're high Just the two of us, yeah, you and I My digital movie review for this episode is Elemental, courtesy of Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment. That's the latest Walt Disney Pixar movie. And you know, last few years, Pixar Ramblers, I don't know, it's been hit and miss for me. There have been some of them that have been decent, but not really the standard that they kind of had back in the 90s, you know, when it was like Toy Story and The Incredibles. A lot of those I, I kind of miss. And there's been a few lately over the last few years where I'm watching these Pixar movies and I'm going, you know... I don't feel like the target audience anymore. I feel like it's, you know, it's not really, you know, I can't relate to any of these characters. And and I just haven't found them the same kind of quality. So when I heard about this movie, I thought, okay, come on, come on, Pixar. Let, let's, let, let's, let's redeem ourselves here. Let's do a movie that, that isn't trying to be social commentary, isn't trying to teach me nothing. I just want to be entertained. And it, this movie, I, I got to say, it really did have a lot of those old Pixar feels that I did before. And and it went for that point, like every good Pixar movie does, where it goes like, we're going to try to make you cry. <laughs> That's just a hallmark of what they do. The story revolves around a young fire ember, fire girl uh, named Ember, played by Leah Lewis, who, who lives in a, in a fire kind of portion of a bigger town called Elemental City. In this world... All the elements 
are kind of their own thing. You have fire people, you have air people, you have water people, and you have earth people, like plant people. And they all kind of cohabitate in this one area of Elemental City. And the story kind of is really the story of this fire family. Ember's the daughter. You have the parents, Cinder, played by Sheila Omni. Uh, Omi. And you have Bernie, played by Ronnie Dill Carmen. And, and these, you know, they established that these guys came from the Fire Kingdom. They came to Elemental City, and they, you know, kind of started the fire section. And they just run a little fire shop in there. And and they 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 have raised their daughter, like in this whole environment. Like the, when they moved, the the Cinder was pregnant with her. So that's kind of their their new start in this city. And and the start of this movie. You know, uh, they, they run the fireplace, which is a kind of, uh, I guess, a variety shop for fire people. And 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 the uh, and, and Ember is a very high, you know, excitable girl. And she's being groomed to take over her dad's business, right? Because his health is, you know, getting along in years. Complications arrive when uh, Ember has a, a severe temper problem at the start of this movie where she just, like, loses her stuff and just explodes in heat. Kind of like goes, like, supernova if you will and because of a, a temper tantrum she the her past cross with a water guy named wade played by ma ma mundu athi and if i'm saying your name wrong dude i'm very sorry and he's a water guy he's like a water inspector guy that kind of cross crosses paths with amber and this leads him on a series of adventures to try to um save you know, solve this water leakage problem and save her parents' shop. And and soon these you know, and as the course of this movie goes along, it's discovered that, you know, maybe maybe Amber doesn't want to take over the shop really. She has these other kind of glass screen talents that she could use. So it, it's an old tie between, you know, do you do what you want to do or do you just keep the family business going? The the action in this is kind of cool. I like how they played around mixing the water, all the four elements together. That's kind of neat. I like the concept, you know, of there's this magical world where all the everybody kind of cohabitates, <laughs> even though they're all different elements. So you have that, and there's a good uh, tension to it. I I think the um, the, the the chemistry the two actors have really works with this one. And one of the other voice actors in this one is Catherine O'Hara, who plays. Wade's mother, Brooke. And it's great to see Catherine O'Hara doing so much voice work lately. I mean, she's really borne it on. And she really adds a bit, you know, a lot to this. It is very much kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story. In a way. Because, you know, in this universe, prior to this movie, fire and water, of course, did not interact and, and kind of stayed away from each other. So this is kind of a, a one of those, like, breaking boundaries movies where, you know, it's like, Oh, well, the world used to, was this, but now we're going to change things. So that is a lot of what's happening in this movie. I do like how it's designed, and it's a nice story. It really moves along. I, I said at one point, you know, Pixar just loves to make you try to cry. <laughs> and this is no exception. It would have been interesting to actually watch this with kids in a theater just to get their reaction, because I feel this is one of these nice Pixar movies. Now we're going back to entertainment that's done that you know, appeals to kids, that if older adults are watching, they go, "Oh yeah, I, 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 I you know, I find it enjoyable too, or I get that reference. It maybe would have gone over the, you know, the face of a kid these days." Overall, Elemental is a fun kind of love story between elements and a nice kind of return to form in my mind with Pixar, where lately, you know, the last few movies have kind of strayed off the path that makes me like find them interesting anymore. So that is my take of Elemental on digital, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment. 
Hosra Kromil, sing a sitza serenade. Laying everybody low with a loss on dirty mail. And he finds his street light and he steps out of the shade. He says something like, You and me, babe, about it. Juliet says, It's Romeo. You need to give me an attack. He's underneath the window, she's singing, Hey, la, my boyfriend's back. You shouldn't come around here singing up a people like that. Anyway, what you gonna do about it? A Juliet, the dice were loaded from the start, and I bet. And you exploded in my heart, and I forget, I forget. When you're gonna realize you were just at the time was wrong, Julian. Now we come up on different streets, they both were streets of shame, both dirty, both mean. Yes, and the dream was just the same. And I dream your dream for you So now your dream is real How can you look at me As if I'm just another one of your tears We can fall for change of silver You can fall for change of gold You can fall for pretty strangers And the promises they hold You promise me everything Yeah, you promise me think and see yeah. Yeah, to show Romeo, yeah. you know how you said the same with him A Juliet, when we made love, you used to cry You say I love you like with the stars above I love you till I die And there's a place for us You know the movie song And when you're gonna realize You were just at the time was wrong Juliet can do the talk now, like you're talking TV And I can do a love song, like the way it's meant to be And I can do everything, but I do anything for you I can do this happy with you And all I do is miss you, and the way we used to be All I do is keep the beat and a bad company And I do is kiss you To the bars of a rhyme Juliet had the stars with you Anytime a Juliet When we made love you used to cry You say I love you like with the stars above I love you till I die And there's a place for us You know the movie song just at the time was wrong Julian Julian Sir Romeo has got a sweet surname 
Laying everybody low With a loss of daddy man He finds a convenient street light Steps out of the shade Say something like You and me, babe anime blu-ray review plus episode is mortal kombat legends cage match courtesy of warner Bros. pictures home entertainment warner Bros. pictures home entertainment sent me a copy of the 4k blu-ray to review on the podcast the opinions expressed are my own now this is the fourth mortal kombat legends kind of direct video animated feature that's been going on for the last few years which is kind of cool start things off back in 2020 with Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. And then in 2021, we had Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. Then last year, we had Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind. And now we have this one this year. So that's kind of cool. The, you know, they, they're starting to do more and more of these animated Mortal Kombat things. Now, whereas the first two kind of had a, you know, uh, like a, they, they tied together. And then the third went off at another tangent. This movie goes off on yet another tangent and is heavily influenced by the 1980s. This is almost an origin story for Johnny Cage, which is kind of cool. I don't think we've you know really had that before in any kind of medium. So you know, overall, that that that's kind of a neat thing. Uh, and and in this one, uh, you have quite a quite a number of really good kind of guest stars in this. You have Jennifer Grey as Jennifer Grey, so that's kind of fun. Kelly Who is in this movie. Good old Kelly Who. And Joel McHale is Johnny Cage. So that's kind of neat. You also have Gilbert Gottfried as Jacob Dubley. Now, this, I believe, is Gilbert Gottfried's very last voice work that he did. Because sadly, he passed away in 2022. So this makes the last, you know, animated feature that he did. Now, he does have some... I guess post-production coming up. He does do a voice in Arcade Frenzy as Iago. So he replies that. And that's still in development. And Hasselat the Castle as Gorgeous George. So we'll see when those come out. But as it stands now, <laughs> that Mortal Kombat is the last thing he did. So that's kind of neat that, you know, he, he did that before he passed away. And this movie is very much... A tribute to the 80s. It is it has an like, 80s soundtrack to it. It has a really 80s feel. It even looks like, you know, what if 4K existed in the 1980s? And that's kind of fun. And Johnny Cage in this one, he is so over the top. He plays, you know, talks kind of third person. And in this, he, he's, he's in search of Jennifer because his movie's being interrupted. And this leads him into a crazy adventure with the forces of the, you know, uh, the nether, nether realms. And, and kind of the the hint at what would become Mortal Kombat, and and you know, part of it he like hints near the end, like oh oh I gotta go to uh, you know and go to this tournament on an island. Also, Phil Lamar is in this too, and of course, if you know your you know your um your your voice legends, Phil Lamar was Green Lantern in Justice League, and then another one just to throw in there, Gray Griffin is the voice of Kia, and Greg Griffin has been the voice of Daphne in a lot of Scooby-Doo's for the last few years. So we're talking quite a good, uh, you know, voice cast in this feature. And now, keep in mind, this is not one for the kids. This is a very R-rated 
animated feature. Now, no, you're not going to see Johnny Cage's junk, but there is a lot of bloody violence. It is kind of gruesome and language. So it's another animated feature that's not for kids. But if, if you remember discussing the previous Mortal Kombat Legends animated movies, yeah, they're not kid-friendly either. So keep that in mind. I like this portrayal of Johnny Cage. I hope they carry this forward. It's interesting when you listen to the um, director's commentary on this. They, they are specifically told, okay, for the fourth one, we want you to do something different than the previous ones. And then they, they joke in the commentary like, okay, you know, we kind of threw this at the wall and we made it work. And they were like, oh, are they going to do this? And yeah, I think, I think it works. It is a departure from the previous ones. So there's a lot more humor in this one. So if you're thinking, oh, well, this is a little different than the first three, you know, features. Yeah, it is, but that's not a bad thing. And the soundtrack on it is so 1980s. And that's not a bad thing either. Looks great in 4K. My animation looks so crisp from 4K. This is, is no exception to that rule. And as I said, for, uh, for extras, you do a commentary by the producers, Rick Morales and Jim Krieg, and writer Jeremy Adams. And you get the, the featurette and what would J Johnny Cage do, or WWJC, <laughs> and if you know what that really stands for. And then Ninja Mime trailer. This is the trailer for the movie that he that he started at the start of this picture. It's very a meta movie, and that's not a bad thing. Overall, this is a nice kind of um, departure from the from the from the Mortal Kombat Legends universe. It's still gory, and there's one point where he's like punching. You get the like the bone breaking stuff. So neat. I, I like like to see you know them continue with this version, but we'll see where they go because obviously they're trying to mix things up. And going by like release schedule, we probably won't see another Mortal Mortal Kombat Legends. And this is just me guessing, probably until 2024, because you seem to only do like one a year, which isn't a bad thing, but it's a long gap in between them. So, so if you enjoy like, you know, Mortal Kombat and you're looking for like a little bit of humor with gore and you love your Johnny Cage, then yeah, this is definitely one to check out. So that is my, the only thing, the only thing it, it's kind of missing is I love that I had a, a featurette uh, with 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 the with commentary by the the actors, you do get you know in in the featurette of the what would Johnny Cage do? You get some voice actors talking about it. That's cool, but still that would have been a nice little extra added feature bonus to that. So that is my take of Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Number since the number one now. No is the saddest experience you'll ever know. Yes, it's the saddest experience you'll ever know. No good anymore since you went away 
My anime Blu-ray movie review plus episode is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, of course, this is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it kind of picks up where the last one left off with a twist. We're, you know, following the, the adventures of Miles Morales, but this time it's a little more than Miles Morales. Now, if you remember Ramblers, when I re reviewed the original Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a lot of what disturbed me about that movie, and it would have been hard to watch it on the big screen, and I, I still repeat this, is, is the constant changing art styles. I found the first movie, when I first watched it, it was like, oh man, I just pick a freaking style and stay with it. And it kind of disturbed me. Now, what's interesting about this is in preparation to watch the sequel, I went, okay, let me go watch the first one again. It's been a while. Let me refresh myself. And I got to say, and you know, I'll admit this. I'll be the first one to admit it. I watched the first one again. And that stylation, that constant changing didn't bother me so much anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's a time thing. But it was like, okay, you know, it's tolerable. I, I can get through it. <laughs> so so I was a little like, okay, are we going to have the same thing for, you know, across the Spider-Verse? Now, I, I heard a lot about this movie ahead of time. I tried not to get too spoiled by it because, you know, I hate that. But I heard things about it and I heard, so I was like, I knew some of the plot, but I didn't know all the plot <laughs> in this story. Uh, it basically picks up where the first one left off, where, you know, Miles is now the Spider-Man of his universe. And in this, this movie, he discovers that not only are there a lot more Spider-Men than what he just had in the first movie, but himself may be the cause of a much bigger problem. And that's an interesting conundrum. And the way they start this movie, and interesting, like, different kind of editing... For the first 20 minutes of this movie, it's not about Miles Morales. Oh, no. It's all about Spider-Gwen. It's all about Gwen Stacy. It's, 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 it's like it starts with her. And for 20 minutes of this movie, it's all about Gwen. And this is almost a co-starring film. Whereas in the first movie, Gwen was kind of like, you know, second lead, but, but she was mostly an extra. In the second movie... She is like like the second major co-star in this. She gets so much screen time and her story gets so much focus. It's like, whose movie is this? Because it, it really is is just as much her film as it is his film. And and that's kind of a nice twist to it. In this, you know, in this uh, story, you get introduced to Miguel O'Hara, who's Spider-Man 2029. Like a lot, so a lot of people who are not familiar with Spider-Man, they're going to go, who the heck is this guy? And that, you know, is, is the character. And he's always been kind of intense. And in this movie, he is like the, I guess the, um, I don't know, uh, the war boss, the head honcho of keeping the Spider-Verse connected because in this one miles learns that you know their actions and their consequences to actions and a lot of what revolves around being spider-man is there's a point in history where everything kind of happens and if you if you meddle with that if you meddle with canon then there are severe consequences uh you got a lot of new cast members uh, some returning, you know, Haley Steinfeld comes back as Gwen Stacy. Shamik Moore is still Miles Morales. <laughs> you still have uh, Brian 
Tyree Henry as Jeff Morales, uh, uh, Miles's father. And then you have uh, Luna Lauren Velez is back as Rio Morales is Miles's mother. And then Jake Johan Johnson is back as Peter B. Parker. Although in this movie, his role isn't as big as in the first one. It's he's there, but it's not as big. And Oscar Isaac, he is Miguel O'Hara. So that's, and then and then the, the kind of the supervillain in this one is is the Spot. If you watch, I mean, the last time the Spot was a villain was back in the Spider-Man animated series back in the nineteen nineties, and he's vo vo voiced by Jason Schwar Jason Schwartzman and is very much played. A, a comedic role. Now, Jessica Drew, that Spider-Woman, she is in this movie, but for all you purists out there, this isn't the Jessica Drew you're used to. No, this version of Jessica Drew is black for one, has a big fro, and is pregnant. So any of you wanting the classic OG Jess, other than a little bit of cameo in the that big chase sequence, that's it. No, no, you, you're not going to get that one in this movie. Now, maybe if they do something more, and we'll get to that later. Uh, other new characters, other characters is Hobie the Brown Spider-Man, or Spider-Punk, voiced by Daniel Kaluuya. And, and you have uh, the, the character of, I guess, India Spider-Man, uh, Pavitir Prabnaker, voiced by Karen Sony, who's kind of like, Okay, you know, the, 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 if, if, if in this universe, if, if he was an Indian Spider-Man. So you have that in it. And the big crux of this story, and I don't want to go into too much in because spoilers, but I will say this much. The big dilemma in this movie is that Miles is given a choice. He's explained that in the part of being Spider-Man is a certain point during that character's being Spider-Man's life, where a, a a captain dies, and this is like a pivotal point in the character's development, right? And this has happened across many versions of Spider-Man across the multiverse. And 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 you know, that's a big thing. And then Miles learns throughout this movie that his father is just about to be promoted to captain. And they strongly hint that 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 because of that promotion, Miles's father is going to die. And they try to explain to Miles that that this is something you have to let happen uh, because it's part of the Spider-Man canon. And if too many things like that break, then that could cause, you know, disruptive waves across the spider universe. If too many canon events kind of fall to pieces, then like a big web it can all go to crud. And and he even, Peter and Miles even witnesses this when he's in uh, the, the Indian Spider-Man's world. There's an, a can event coming up and Miles interferes. And this causes a major reaction. And even after that reaction, it's like, Miles is like, that's not, that's not my problem. And, and part of the theme of this is that uh, Miguel is kind of self-appointed, like, you know, I tried to do things differently. It turned out really badly. I learned my lesson, and I, now I have to police the multiverse because I don't want this happening again or all of reality could come crashing down. So that's kind of his viewpoint on it. And because Miles is Miles and Miles is a teenager, he is presented with this situation 
and pretty much is told, listen, you have there's a good chance this is going to happen. You have to let it happen. If you interfere, not only could you, you know, you know, like sure, you'll save this person, but by saving this person, you could cause your whole your little universe to collapse and then the whole multiverse to collapse. So great, you saved that person. But by doing so, you've doomed your own universe. So even if you save that person, then everybody's going to die anyway, and you're risking the lives of millions of others just by saving that one person. Now, given, you know, I'll give him credit. If somebody put that uh, expression to me and I cared for that person a lot, man, it would be hard to, that's a hard pill to swallow, man. That is a really hard pill to swallow. But when you see what happened in the Indian Spider-Man's universe and what happened when you didn't let things happen the way they should happen, that should be a wake-up call. And maybe that's a big boy bullet you got to bite. And, and, and Miles' reaction to it is this F you, big mother finger. And I don't swear too much in the show. But he says, I'm going to do my own thing. And basically says, I don't care what you believe. I don't care how much proof you have of if I go this way, bad things are going to happen. I care about this person. I can't just let them die. I, I want my cake and eat it too. I want to be able to save this person, have no repercussions, and I don't want my universe and the whole multiverse to collapse. Because I'm Miles. I can do it. You all couldn't do it. I'm special. I want to win and win it all and have my cake and eat it too. And I can do it because I believe in it. Yay, yay. And, and that's kind of his attitude. And, and it's a little selfish. I'm sorry. It's like, so all you, all you other spider people, right? You had to suck it up. You had to sacrifice. You had to accept it, right? To keep things well in order. But, you know, I don't like that choice. I, you know, I'm not going to suck it up. I'm just going to say, screw you all, risk everything, and just do my own thing. And and buck the system. <laughs> and I, you know, ugh, I, I just, I, it still comes to selfish. Now, Ramblers, if you disagree with me, let me know, man. Put something in, 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 in Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and let me know. And, and if you think I'm wrong, if you think... Miles is not being selfish. Tell me. I want to hear. If you agree with me, let me know. I might even put up a poll on, on, on Twitter, on X. Uh, was Miles Morales selfish in Spider-Man Across the Universe? The Spider-Verse. I might just put that up when I post this episode because I want to gauge it. I want to see, am, am I totally off Ramblers or are you, are you with you with, are you with me when it comes to that? Because... Yeah, <laughs> it's just hmm. now uh, much, much like the the previous uh, Spider-Verse movie. There are lots of Easter eggs in this. Lots of them. Even one, uh, even little hints at the MCU, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And so that's there. There are some characters that don't return. They hint at them near the end of this movie, but it's a big tease. And looks like you're not going to see any more of those characters you saw in the first one until a third. Yes, because this movie, much like Lord of the Rings, much like a bunch of Harry Potter movies, it ends on a big old cliffhanger. 
So I guarantee you, when people coming out of this theater watching this going, you got to be kidding me. What? I can't see the re the resolution of this plot until a third movie. Yeah, this is going to be a trilogy. And, and, and as much as they may have enjoyed this movie, that's going to leave a sad taste because I have watched movies with people and it, and it's the second in a trilogy and, and or even first in, in another one. And they're like, wow, you just left me with a big to be continued. Really? And I'll have to wait at least a year, maybe two before I can get my other part of this story. <laughs> and it's a pretty big one. I, uh, and it's something they, they kind of set up. If you pay attention, something happens in the end of this movie. You're thinking like, Oh yeah, that's why that happened. <laughs> and how that gets fixed. We'll see. Uh, but I, it's a nice twist. I'm curious to see where they go with that because <laughs> it, it's one of these funny things because it, it's, it's, it's almost like it's almost like Miles gets a Kobe Marshy Maru and he just wants to be Kirk, man. He just a little Star Trek in here. He just wants to say, I, I don't believe in unwinnable. I don't believe I can be beaten. I'm going to find my way around it. And if you oppose me, I don't care what you think. I just, I'm going to do it. So I, I'm curious to see the resolution with this. I, I don't mean to be mean to you, buddy, but if all the other ones had to suffer, why, why, what makes you the exception to the rule? And why would you risk not only your own universe and the multiverse just because of that? It's does the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many? Speaking of Star Trek, it's that old, old age adage way back to Star Trek three. That or and or two, two three, yeah, two three, back to two. That really makes you you wonder. You know, if if Spock could do what he did, why can't you feel the same, Miles? So I'll, I'll point that out to you guys. When it comes to extras, and I will credit Sony to this, like ninety minutes worth of extras they piled into this release, and bully to you guys. I I really appreciate that. You get, uh, you know, obscure spiders and Easter eggs. You get deleted scenes, uh, Miguel calling. You get Yama, uh, I'm not going to do my own thing. <laughs> uh, featurette, uh, Indimensional Destiny, Across the World, Design New Dimensions, Designing Spiders and Spots. So the design work, Scratches, Scores, and the Music of Multiverse. And I got to say, the score to this movie, not bad. Some of the songs, me, me. But the score is really good, and I like the ending theme. The ending theme music is very Bondish. It's very a Bondy theme, and that that's kind of cool. First Fast does this, and now they do it. I, I see a trend. And uh, Escape from Spider Society, across the comics verse, lyric videos, which are interesting, and filmmaker commentary, and that's cool because you also get. Um, you know, you you get um, the the uh, get to talk about it and talk about the choices, creating the ultimate Spider-Man movie, as well as raising a hero and your friendly neighborhood Spider Castle. So a lot of cast members do get interviewed for this feature, and I do like that uh, quotes because you know I love reading quotes. 
you've never seen anything like it in your life by Peter Travis and ABC News. I, yeah, it's innovative in some ways. And the best Spider-Man movie film ever made by Jake Hamilton of Fox TV. I don't know if I'm going to say it's the best ever made. Because, you know, No Way Home, that's not a bad movie. <laughs> and there are a few others, like the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Still stands up to me. So the best one ever? Uh, that's a hard stretch. I, You know, I hate those kind of quotes because it's like, it's such an overused quote for anything. TV show, movie, anything. This is the best ever, 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 ever. It's, it's just a little bit of a diatribe. And, and I just eh, can't stand it. If you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Does it help to watch the first before you watch the second? Absolutely. You could jump into the second one, but then you'd miss a lot of the dynamics that really come to play here in the second movie. There's a revelation that Miles learned something, and I gotta admit, it's a little heartbreaking. You're like, oh, that would sting. <laughs> if, if, if you found that out, and you're like, really? So this whole time, yeah, that I feel for him. Do I do I feel for this, you know, screw you multiverse? I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. And not so much. It does show a little bit of his age, you know, and, and, and the lack of maturity kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm curious to see because, uh, you know, I, I want to see what this ends because the spot in... He starts off kind of jokey, but he's a major villain. And I said the last time we saw him was Spider-Man the Animated Series. And and, and I'm curious to see where they go with this because there's a big thing coming up and, um, you know, neat to see how it goes. Uh, I will mention too, the one point where they're all the Spider-Man chasing him. It was kind of funny to see all the variations. There is one thing they did though. And, and, and... Uh, no love for Spider-Man 66. And, and the big point where they're chasing Spidey, all the Spider-Men are chasing Miles, they, they show a clip, like a still picture clip of the 66 Spider-Man, and then he goes, oh, I busted my leg or something. I'm like, really? Do you have a hate for the old show? I thought that was kind of lame. You give a nice spot to a character of versus Spider-Man I've never heard of before, because of diversity and inclusion, and yet you diss one of the best versions of Spider-Man in the 60s there ever was, and I'm sorry if that wasn't a success, that would have been anything. You make a joke of it. Really? You you treat Spider-Horse better than this? Like, that? that was a bit of a slap to me, and anybody who enjoyed the old show, which I do have on DVD... So for my collection, I thought, wow, you're going to do something like that? Don't put him in at all. You know, as much as I love seeing him in it, that that's how you're going to treat that character? Then don't, no, no, don't, don't, don't mess with my childhood, okay? And, and then, again, Ramblers, if, if you're out there, um, do you agree with me with that? Do you agree that that was the worst? Like, why do that to the... the, the you know, is it, did you hate the cartoon as a kid? Did you not get it? And come on. Come on, Spider-Man. Come on. So that that's just my little pet peeve <laughs> on the movie. And I know every time I watch it, I see that she is going to go, 
Why? 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 You got to diss my boy, Spidey66. Why? But uh, a nice chapter uh, as, as, a, as a second in a trilogy. Uh, of course, the third will be Beyond the Spider-Verse. Beyond, beyond, beyond. Maybe we get some Madam Web in that one. I hope so. I mean, man, they show everybody but Madam Web. And I've heard there's a live action of her coming in the not-too-distant future. So if they don't incorporate her in the third movie, like, come on. She was like, really? I mean, they, they did her in the 90s animated show, and I thought she was really well done. Come on, Madam Web, let's go. And make Madam Web, Web like the 90s. Okay, old white woman. Don't diversify her. Don't change her the way she was in the comics. Don't try to make a minority check mark. Just get me the version that was originally created. Everybody knows it was good enough for the 90s. It's good enough for today. Thank you very much. So that is my take of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Courtesy of the great folks at Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Well, it's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me in a number of ways. You're going to check me out on X or formerly Twitter at Ramblin' Russ at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me or X me, whatever, and I'll X you, tweet you back. And I post all my new updates and cover art and, you know, review notices on that very platform. And as I mentioned before, I'm going to put up a poll just on Spider-Man and Across Spider-Verse just to get your reactions on that. Of course, you can check out new episodes right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm caller ID 18411. All the episodes are right here as well on Spotify and Google Play. And if you want to take a trip back to the past, 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 and check out some of my older episodes... Then check me out on Libsyn. That's HTTP, full colon, full colon, backslash, backslash, Ramblin' Ross, R-I-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn, that's dot L-I-B-S-Y-N is November.com. That's my original home on the internet where I have over six plus, six to eight plus years of podcasting goodness. Going from 2008 to about 2013, then I switched over here to talk shoe. Lots of great interviews, reviews, convention coverage back in my days of Fan Expo and Polaris and a few others. Kind of thrown in there just for fun. And, you know, some great stuff, content still there for you as well on many other directories across worldwide, podcast directories across the worldwide web, and in iTunes under podcasts. Just search Rambles Russell and you'll find the older episodes there for you to check out. Coming up on the show, lots to talk about. You know, it, it is coming up to the spooky season of the year, and I do plan to do my Halloween episode. I know I try to do it every year, and it's always a struggle, and sometimes I get spooky stuff, and sometimes I don't. But I still try to, you know, produce some kind of um, spooky Halloween, Halloweeny kind of show. And of course, I always include one of my favorite all-time Halloween show songs of all time. It will get included this year. So coming up for future reviews, I did get a copy just recently sent to me of the uh, second part of the Justice League Ruby crossover, Superheroes and Huntsman Part 2 on 4K Blu-rays. I'm giving that a check out. Looking forward to talking about that on the show as well from Warner Brothers Smiling Friends season one on Blu-ray from the world of Adult Swim and that's that's an odd little show so when I talk about that it's something different that's Adult Swim 
Uh, more from the great folks at uh, Warner, the 4K review of Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, which is kind of uh, Bruce Lee's one of his biggest movies of all time. And then, of course, going back to the past, more on 4K, we got Rio Bravo, starring John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Ricky Nelson, called Western and East of Eden, starring the late, great James Dean. And, and you know, and courtesy of my wallet, because sometimes, you know, I don't get things when I want to get them, but then I get them on sale. I'll give you my Blu-ray review of Scream 6. Since it is Halloween time of year and Ghostface is so dang popular, we'll give that review out for you guys. And if the Justice League Ruby crossover wasn't enough Ruby for you, I will provide in, in the near future my Blu-ray review of Ruby Volume 9, sent to me courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment, and give you my view on the Ruby show on its own, if you will, in the Volume 9 release. And as a tech review, I did the nice post Samsung sent me a Galaxy Tab S9 to review, so I've had a chance to play around with that a little bit, and on the next show, I'll give you a, you know, a tech review. I don't do this too very often. I'll give you a comparison to what I think of the S9, and maybe compare it to some previous Samsungs that I've had, and let you know what I think of it. I even got sent me a pen which is really kind of cool, but more on that in the official review. And I'm um, speaking of reviews and stuff. I am still working. I know I keep saying this. I'm still working on putting together my uh, YouTube channel. I, I want to get that launched soon before the end of the year. Uh, it, it's getting closer and closer. And I do have a really cool idea for that. And that is going to be, I'm going to make me do a little uh, action fi fi figure theater. Well, I'm going to do little skits, little shorts, maybe. On of all the figures I with all the figures I have and little comedy bits, I have some really fun ideas that I gotta try to put together for shorts. I hope you check them out and uh, and along with that, some action figure reviews. Uh, gonna go up on on the on the channel and I might even experiment and maybe make some video uh, versions of older podcast episodes and do like a video enhanced episode of the show where I'll put visuals on top of my audio. That is something I might just do. Things I'm kicking around. And the Rambled Russell Video Vault, which hopefully will be hitting soon. My life has been really busy for me lately. It's just getting around to getting that done. But keep looking for that. And if you're in the in the, in the you know in the hankering for action figures, please check out my uh, code at Entertainment Earth. It's RamRust10. Use that code. That'll save yourself 10% on any orders. And that does help with the show. More The more you guys use that code, the more I can work with Entertainment Earth and review some more figures on this very, uh, you know, on the platform I'm trying to start. And keep in mind that if you spend $79 or more uh, in, on Entertainment Earth, it will ship free within the U.S. So there's a deal for you guys. Got to get a deal when you can. And also check out my Amazon wishlist page. I have had that up for a while. Anything that is selected on the wish Amazon wishlist page page will get reviewed on the very program you can be anonymous or you can not if you want your name mentioned i will mention it it's this way my uh, giving my you guys a chance to contribute to the show and control what i talk about a lot of the stuff there is stuff i normally would but i'm kind of gauging your interest and in seeing what you do there are various price points if you can afford it great I, and it really would help to contribute i don't have patreon i don't have memberships yet none of that up and running no discord i don't ask for a lot of things but it but it really would help out the show and, you know, help to keep me going a little bit more because I enjoy doing this. I enjoy it without you. I exist because of you guys, man. I've been doing this for 16 plus years because I love doing this. And 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 I hope you're out there listening and enjoy it, too, because, you know, that's that's half of what, we, you know, a pod, you know, influencers do is is just to have our voices heard and for you guys to really like it. 
And that's, that's the bottom line when it comes to that. Hope everybody is having a good fall so far, and we will catch you next time right here on Ravels Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.